0: Welcome back to the Mike Smith show. I'm Scott Shantz filling in. How would you feel if you've saved your whole life because you want to provide your kids an education, a post-secondary education, you prepare them for it, you know, it's going to be so much money and you're dreaming about what they're going to do and how they're going to make a bunch of money and pay for you through retirement. And then your kids tell you, mom and dad, I want to go to school and be an influencer. An influencer is a person who goes on social media and posts about things for money. There's this like influencer culture thing that many people who are my age in their forties think is just ridiculous. But the generation behind me, Gen Z, they love this stuff. They're all about it. All of them are trying to like find a way to, to be an influencer because, well, I mean, it is pretty cool. You get paid to like do the thing that, All of us are already doing, like, hey, I'm at this restaurant, come and try it. And they pay you to do that. You know, it's a pretty cush job. Like, lots of celebrities, Kim Kardashian, like, that's a person that you should think of when you think influencer. Of course, people want that job. Of course, they do. It's like the most fun, lucrative, awesome job you could have. But it's like trying to become a famous actor. You know, is that what is the likelihood that that is gonna happen? It's so rare. But now a university in Ireland is actually offering a course in how to do this. Influencing on social media is a $16 billion industry. So here to help us sort of understand some more and unpack some of this, Brooke Erin Duffy. She's a professor of communications at Cornell University. Thanks so much for being here, Brooke. Thanks for having me, Scott. How does this make you feel when you hear about an influencer university? Is this, like, ridiculous to you, or do you, like, does this make you, uh, is it set off like red flags? You're starting to feel frustrated, or are you like, oh, no, this makes sense?
1: I think in a lot of ways it makes sense. Um, you know, over the last decade and against the backdrop of the rise of social media, we've been hearing many statistics and surveys, a lot of them with um, dedicated interests and kind of profiling Gen Z, about how many of them are seeking a career as a professional TikToker or influencer or, you know, the voguish term now is creator. And so as universities across the world are trying to remake themselves in the wake of the pandemic, um, they need to think about where young people are um, trying to get educated, trying to burnish their skill set. And so, um, you know, in that capacity, it makes sense. Uh, The allure of being an influencer, as you just mentioned, is kind of bound up with this idea of working for yourself, doing what you love, pursuing your passion. And so, um, you know, as people are kind of turning their attention away from, what we would think of as the prototypical nine to five, there's of course a, a rise um, in interest in these careers. Uh, the, the thing I want to kind of express caution is it's, it's a lot more time dedication strategy and a uh, pluck and luck than a lot of people give it credit for.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think that that's a thing that a lot of people, like you say, don't Think about you know we see people who have I don't know hundred thousand followers five hundred thousand followers and I have no idea how much money that equates to I know that you know the people like I referenced Kim Kardashian those people you know I, I heard once that one of them got paid like a million dollars to 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 tweet about something or to post about something that obviously has to be you know the one in a one in a billion chance like the pluck and luck thing that that you talk about but the other side of this that i i want to i want to ask you about you know, So there's a university You're a professor at a university A highly regarded mm-hmm. university And for so long Universities were seen as this place of like Higher education You know That have upheld Upheld this standard Of uh, the betterment Of society And of the individual By educating ourselves And by educating each other And discourse and dialogue And having these conversations About how we um, advance You know And some of that is by looking back And studying history And studying science and, and art. And now do you feel at all that, you know, universities are, are starting to move into things like, like this, and it kind of is devaluing, um, the institution in a way is that, does that resonate with you at all?
1: I think the, the tension that you mentioned between, um, the sort of ideals of higher education that's you know, in a lot of ways hitched to this notion of the ivory tower and the realities of um, careers and vocational training. I mean, this is kind of a longstanding tension, but I I will say that in recent years, I think we've seen um, this tension exacerbated, especially in uh, the U.S. case where um, investments in higher education are kind of rambling away and so um you know there is the sense of like how does the university cater to its longstanding ideals but also um you know address the the needs of of students and um yeah so i i mean i think it's it's certainly a deep rooted tension and um The other part of it is the fact that universities are kind of struggling with new sources of competition including the fact that a lot of um, training programs and curricula and um, pedagogical offerings are now offered through the digital media landscape and so you know to what extent are some of the unique product offerings of the university well we hope it is the um, the caliber of research and um, top-notch faculty and so forth. But again, there is that kind of reality of, of students coming in and saying, okay, what am I going to do with this quote unquote product, meaning my education at the end of it. And so, um, yeah, I, I'd say it is kind of a, a marked and ongoing challenge. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and fantastic answer to that as well, that this is something that we've always had to work out and are always going to have to work out. Um, do you expect that we will see more universities doing this type of thing, adding influencer courses?
1: I think we'll see maybe more educational um, offerings in the form of courses. My own university, we offer a a personal branding course in my department. Um, But I think what's a bit different about this is it's a full four-year program. And um, one of the challenges of having something that's, you know, longer term, and I I kind of laugh with longer term as being four years, but um, this field is changing so rapidly and so, you know, how do you find out what are some of the enduring issues and challenges in a landscape that may look very differently, um, four months from now, not let alone four years from now. I mean, we were hearing about concerns that the TikTok may disappear or maybe they're moving to an ad model. Um, the algorithms on which shape the patterns of success, but also failure are, are changing at a breakneck pace. And so, um, you know, I think that's one of the things that that any educational institution will offer or kind of struggle with is how do you balance continuity versus change within such a rapidly uh, evolving environment? Yeah, no question. I know
0: that people talk about that in sort of any um, media-driven industry. Uh, Brooke Erin Duffy, she is a professor of communications at Cornell University. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much. Take care.